Hey friends, it's Kara Kay, and this is the Asking for a Friend podcast, a weekly show for the woman who has questions about herself, the church, and the world. We are all asking hard questions that affect us as women in the culture that surrounds us, and we are looking for a safe space to ask them. But don't worry, I know you're only asking for a friend. Hello, friends. Welcome to a very special episode of Asking for a Friend. It's our Mother's Day show. Today, I have something a little different for you guys, and I have asked three of my dear friends to join me today. Three women at three different stages of motherhood. So we have a new mom, really a mom in the early stages of motherhood. We have a mom in the middle, and then I'm interviewing my dear friend that is a mom of grown kids. So it's gonna be very encouraging to hear from these women at different stages of motherhood. And we're answering the question, what do moms really want? So we're gonna be discussing all things motherhood, what moms really want for Mother's Day and how moms find rest. So I'm so excited to get into these fun conversations today. And thanks for being here and happy Mother's Day. All right, guys, our first guest today is my friend Yvette, and I'm so excited to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about you and your family um, for our very special Mother's Day show today? Sure. Um, So my husband and I have been married. We'll be married 10 years in August. Awesome. We have four kids. They are seven years old, five years old three years old and almost 10 months. Um, we live in Southern or no, we live in North San Diego County and yeah, <laughs> of California. Of I California. assume everyone knows where San Diego is. People but. know where that is. Surely <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, right? I think I, I actually started following your husband before I oh, ever really? found you. Um, I found him because of some hair videos he did with your boys. Uh, And that was how, as I was like learning, it was right after we had adopted our son and I was learning all the hair things and I found him and we, me and my husband were both so entertained by all of his videos with your kids. And then I found you and I was like, Oh my gosh, you're amazing. So I love following you guys. Um, you you. have the cutest kids in the world. (laughs) They're just so adorable. Um, okay. So you are kind of on the, I mean, not really beginning of motherhood because you've been a mom for seven years but still in those years where it's their kids are very needy and they're young and they just need so much from you so it's just that physically exhausting um season of motherhood so as you find yourself in this season um what is something that you would really like to hear from your husband on mother's day it's so simple (laughs) it would just be (laughs) Girl, you're doing a really good job. Thank yeah. you. Like, yeah. that's it. Isn't that so crazy simple. how it's like, we don't really need that much. We just need to hear mm-hmm. that like, hey, yes, you're great. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. It's interesting because I think so many times women are like, oh, I just wish he would like whisk me away on this big fancy vacation or I, you know, I wish he would <laughs> buy me all these things. And it's like, no, I think so many women just want to know that they're seen and appreciated. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah. Describe your perfect Mother's Day. Like, what would your ideal day look like? Last year was pretty close to perfect. I woke up one Mother's Day and my husband was like, I got you a stay at like the La Costa Resort. Oh, that's and awesome. I left and I was gone okay. by myself <laughs> at that a resort. so great. I got spa treatments and I went on a hike. So I feel like that was good, but it just wasn't enough time. Yeah. So my perfect uh, Mother's Day would start on Friday morning. Yes. Um, we would start with breakfast with, as a family and then I would leave and go on a hike and then after my hike I would end it at checking in to the resort and and I wouldn't get back home until like Sunday and every night I would go see the sunset oh, I would have yeah. all the spot a spa treatment a day spend time at the pool spend time just soaking in life oh I love it <laughs> by so myself is that, is that what rest is like for you is that kind of your ideal rest for me, rest is finding a way to like just quiet my mind. For me, my ideal rest would be in nature. Okay. I find that anytime, even if I just take a walk around my neighborhood, mm-hmm. it literally like calms my spirit. Yeah. And so for me, rest, it just looks like some alone time right. in nature. I love that. So are you an introvert or an extrovert? Dude. <laughs> Are you an ambivert? Because I, I am. I, yeah. I'm very much in the middle. So I think that's I'm totally realizing fun. with this quarantine mm-hmm. that like I can be an extrovert, but like I do enjoy just kind of being and keeping to myself. So yeah. I'm the same I feel way. Like I'm, yeah. yeah. It's like parts of the quarantine. I'm like, man, I could do this for forever. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like I love like just having time to myself and with my family. But then there's days that I'm like, I, I need to get out of here and get away from yeah. everyone. Um, so yeah, yeah, that can definitely be a challenge. Okay. So you have lots of little ones at home mm-hmm. and really, you know, in this, this stage of life, what do you find that you really need the most? Just kind of day to day as a mom. I need my quiet time. Yeah. Like if I can wake up before the kids and it doesn't happen every morning, but if I can wake up before the kids and kind of just start my day off with some quiet meditations, scripture reading, um, worship music, just a cup of tea or something, yeah. it's helpful to like get me going and to kind of brace myself. <laughs> That right? sounds really bad to say, but it kind of no. helps me brace myself for every mom with what's young kids to come. It. Yeah, we all yeah. understand. I think we talked about this before we were recorded, but you homeschool, right? Yes. How does that work for you with working and you know homeschooling and just raising small children? How do you find that balance? You know, my husband like shared this a while back and he's like, it's, I don't know if balance is like a realistic goal. Yeah. It's more of a juggling act. Yeah. And so I kind of have come to terms with that. Like, I feel like I've been seeking after balance for a long time, but I'm realizing that it's just not possible. Right. And it's more like sometimes you're going to have something in your hands with another time and toss it up and mm-hmm. catch something else, you know? Right. And so for me, um, I haven't really found a balance. I'm more mm-hmm. so, seeking after a rhythm yeah. and I feel like the kids and I are slowly but surely getting there mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah I'm, I'm really working on like lowering my expectations yes. and just being just living in the moment and knowing that it's going to be okay like 
I don't know. I'm an Enneagram three, so okay. I'm an achiever. I right. don't know if anyone's familiar with that, but Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love the Enneagram. So I'm an Enneagram one and so I oh, I'm a yeah. perfectionist. And so to yeah. me it's like it's a struggle for me to, you know, find that balance or whatever that looks like because it's like I feel like everything needs to be perfect. Everything I'm holding yeah. up needs to be perfect and I need to do it right. And so that's always been a struggle for me. And so dropping balls is hard for me. Um, and I think it is for a lot of moms because we feel like we need to accomplish everything and do everything really well or do it right, Mm -hmm. even to the world standards. And so I love what you said about expectations, because that's been a huge thing for me and a hard thing of lowering my expectations, especially with young kids, because every day is like a new dose of chaos. (laughs) And so it's like, you never know what to expect. Everything's crazy. Um, and so just ha- not putting your expectations too high and being open to what, what's going to come in the day, um, and being open to just having fun and enjoying the time that you have. I have two questions as we wrap up our section here. Has there been a resource that you've really loved that's really encouraged you as a mom in this stage of life? Honestly, um, not so much a resource as it is a person. Okay, that's great. Um, So, you know, Instagram is such a crazy place Mm -hmm. to, like, find whatever. Like, it can sometimes be a place where it's super discouraging. Right. But then if you follow the right people, it can be also, like, a breath of fresh air. And for me, um, Angelie Pascal is that person. Oh, my gosh. Like, every post that she has ever posted, Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I've missed it. But it's, like, just someone who can put to words what I'm feeling and then Mm -hmm. make it like, okay, like make me feel like it's okay to feel what I'm feeling or to experience what I'm experiencing. I just really appreciate her existence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's kind of like in my motherhood journey, I feel like she's a huge encouragement. There's so many things like right now I'm really diving into my, any like learning more about the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. So I've been reading the road back to you. Oh, love that book. My husband and I yeah. read it together. Did you? It's so helpful for your yeah. marriage too to really yeah. understand each other. And so, yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, book. someone, one of my, our friends, told us that like they started the Enneagram like journey at the beginning of last year, mm-hmm. and that this past 2019 was like the best year of their marriage. So yeah. I'm like, okay, now. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's amazing because it's like, oh my gosh. That's why you've done that for so long. Yeah. I never understood it. And yeah. like they always say you shouldn't type your kids, but yeah. a couple of my kids, like especially my older ones, I'm like, okay, I know you're this. I'm pretty sure you're this. Um, and so it's interesting yeah. and it really, it helps you parent better too. And they, they talk about that in that book. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's such a great tool to really understand yourself and other people. Yeah. So that, what, did I answer your question? Yeah. That's yeah, been that's great. a huge tool for me. I love it. Okay. So what is something that has brought you joy this week? I just had a moment yesterday. My daughter was asking me, mommy, can we work out? Can we work? Mm-hmm. Out? And, um, my husband and I have a podcast and I was editing the podcast when she asked me and it was supposed to be out like that morning, but you know, life happened and it oh, didn't yeah. get out. And so I was sitting there trying to edit it and really wanting to get it done. But she asked me if I would work out with her and I closed my laptop and I worked out with her. Aww. And 
I just felt like it was like a win. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I don't do that often. I'd be like, yeah. can you guys just wait? Can you just wait? Can you just yeah, wait? Yeah, I know. How wait? many times do we say later, later, give me five more minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's bedtime and they're like, mom, you said. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I did say that. I'm I so did. sorry. Yeah. So I was really like, it was a proud moment for me. Like those don't always happen, but it was mm-hmm. a moment that I was like, okay, but you did, you're, you're practicing some of the things that you really want to do, like right. just being present. Oh, I love that. Being present is such a challenge, but I think it, it changes us as much as it impacts our kids for sure. Yeah. So encouraging. Thank you so much for sharing a little of your heart and your story with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Well, I now have my friend Sarah Bragg joining us. Um, Sarah is a mom of two, and I will let her introduce herself a little bit and tell us a little about your motherhood journey. My motherhood journey. Oh my goodness. Well, my girl, I have two girls and one is rounding out sixth grade and one is rounding out fourth grade. So we were smack, smack dab in that tween stage of life. And yeah, I feel like I'm in the middle because I'm kind of in the same place as you. You're a little ahead of me because I do have like a toddler still or preschooler. I'm not sure I'd call him a toddler. He's like almost as tall as me, but, right. <laughs> but yeah, like I kind of consider myself like sort of in the middle, I think, because my oldest is like right there in that yeah. teen stage. Yes. So how's it going for you guys? You know, it's, I think it's been always hard. I feel like depending on your personalities, like mm-hmm. not only of your kids, but yourself, I think motherhood right. was has always been harder for me. I love yeah. um, calm and peace and uh-huh. it just really, yeah, really doesn't happen ever. Um, right. I know you and I have talked about this before, but it's like our, I think it has something to do with the fact that my girls are two years apart and they're the same gender. So there's just a lot of like yeah. fighting that goes on and we don't, right. we don't have a third party to enter into to become like a buffer or anything so I will say having three girls I feel like my three girls fight more when the three of them are together and when there's two of them they get along better interesting you're telling me that doesn't well isn't that's not isn't that just like how it is the grass is always greener like trying like my husband is always like I I finally I'll say I have cut back on this, but there was a time in like my mothering years, maybe when the girls were like, I don't know, like six and eight where like, it was almost Mm -hmm. every day. I was like, I think I figured out the problem. If I, if I just do X, Y, and Z, this is going to fix it. Yeah. And I finally have like, like I, I I don't come up with solutions like that as much anymore. (laughs) I still fall into the trap where I think maybe if I just, if they just drink whole milk every day, that's going to solve. Yeah. I, I mean, I will grasp for any straw on that. Yeah, for sure. I get that. This is our Mother's Day show. And so let's talk about Mother's Day a little bit. I know this is a weird year for Mother's Day because we've been stuck inside with our children for um, like 16 years and we all just want to run away. Yes. Um, So let's talk about what our ideal Mother's Day would look like. What would your, if you could say, this is what I want Mother's Day to be, what would it look like for you? Well, running away is exactly what I'd want every Mother's Day to be. So (laughs) honestly, like, I feel like if I could just spend, if my kids could go like spend the night with their grandparents and I would get 24 hours without them, I would be great. Like, and I always felt bad for saying that because I have friends who were like, on Mother's Day, I want to spend 
all the time with my children. And I'm like, really? Like, that's just not me. Um, But it always felt weird that we need to celebrate moms by giving them more time with their kids. I'm like, no, I just need a break. I need need a break. The the voices to stop, the demands to stop, you know, all of that. So I think that would be my ideal if they could just not be with me for Mother's Day. Right. Okay. (laughs) That makes me feel so much better because that is totally my ideal Mother's Day too. And um, last year... I actually, my husband and I went on like a three or four day weekend, like long weekend. The grandparents came and stayed with the kids. And so we were gone on Mother's Day and it was amazing. Like we stayed in a like resort type hotel, like on this lake in Austin. It was beautiful. And we just, we slept in and we ate pizza in our hotel room. And I mean, it was amazing. That's exactly what you need. Yeah. And we actually came home on Sunday. Like we got home Sunday evening after dinner. So like the kids had had dinner, they were already ready for bed. So there was like an hour before bedtime. So I got to like hug them and hang out with them and appreciate them for about an hour. And then they went to bed. That is perfect. It was perfect. And you know what? It's always, I always thought this is also cruel that we put Mother's Day on a Sunday. The last thing any mom wants to do that goes to church is try to wrangle their children to church. Well, and my husband's a pastor. And so this has always been even more challenging because I don't like Sundays. I shouldn't say Mm. that as a pastor. But I just, Sundays are always a challenge anyways, trying to get everybody ready, everybody together, you know, and it's that, and I hear this of people who, families who are going to church together, everybody's yelling and screaming at each other in the car. And then it's like, put your happy faces on. We're going into (laughs) church. We're going to go love Jesus. Get over each other. You know, get over yourselves. And so it's just, it's rough. So I don't know. I don't know why it falls on a Sunday. I know. It makes no sense. I know. It should be a school day. Everybody goes to school. We're out. That's so true. So true. But then the poor moms that are teachers. That's true. That's not, I'll have to, I need to go back to square one and rethink that. <laughs> yeah. Cause then they have to deal with our kids right. all day. That's true. That's true. Nobody scratch wants that. that. Scratch that. Yeah. Let's say your ideal mother's day happens and you get to run away. Mm-hmm. What does, what does rest look like mm-hmm. for you? What do, what is your real idea of rest? I think the real idea of rest feels like a day without rush. So mm-hmm. it's like the opposite of rush. So like you're not rushing to wake up so you get to sleep in. You know, you're not rushing to um, get on to the next thing. And so like my personality is I, w- I want to like achieve and I got to do this thing and I got to cross all of these things off this to-do list and blah, 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 blah. And so if it was that idea of like, okay, I, I take my time to wake up. I take my time to like read something and journal and meditate and take my time to take a walk. Like all of those things that feels like rest to me when I can do that without feeling like I need to check something off a box. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Let's do yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make that happen. Yes. As far as being married mm-hmm. during Mother's Day, how does that look? What And what is something that if you could say, this is what I really want my husband to say or do during Mother's Day, what would that look like? It's so funny. I was thinking about this and I was kind of stumped and I asked my husband, I'm like, what do you think you want to hear from me on Mother's Day? And he said, he, we were texting and he wrote back and he said, have you lost weight? And I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I want to hear that. I am looking good. <laughs> I look good. <laughs> so I was true. like, that comes from a man who must hear my comments a lot. And he has right. paid attention. Right. 
Um, so I don't know if that's really relatable to Mother's Day, but probably just to like, I think that's right? relatable to every day. <laughs> exactly. But that's like the very honest, like someone, he needs to pay attention to go, oh, you look great. Like you're killing yeah. it. I think that, I mean, that you nailed it right there. Right. I think that we just want to feel like we're being, you know, shown attention yes. that someone's listening to us, listening to the things that we struggle with, whether it's <laughs> you look good. <laughs> Or whatever it looks like. Yep, I like it. The stage that you're in as being kind of like an in the middle mom, having, you know, middle school age, late elementary age, what is the thing that you find right now that you need the most as a mom? I feel like, and it's funny, I think I used to think I would need this more when they were little and and I still did, but, um, there were nap times and I could lock kids in their room and like, and mm-hmm. I would get this, but my answer is like time and space to like yeah. manage my own thoughts, my own frustrations and my own happiness. Like, I think yeah. that this stage when kids are staying up a little bit later, they're not as late as like teenagers. Like they're, mm-hmm. you know, we still like, we look towards that going, Oh my gosh, this is going to be awful when they don't go to bed until like 11. Like right. what will we do? Um, right. but like, you know, like I, I find, you know, if I can get up, I have to get up earlier if I really want like 30 minutes, like to like, be sane before they come out their door or anything like that. And and we live in a small house. And so I just, I feel like the one thing that I would crave the most in this phase, because they are, their emotions are demanding and Mm -hmm. it's different than when they were little. It was very demanding when they were little, but it's just different. And again, I could, you know, they could go in their room and be forced for a nap time and it's harder to do that now. So I would just need time and space to be able to manage myself. Yeah, I agree. I kind of feel that too, because yeah, they stay up a little later and I'm thinking mostly of like my, my 10 year old mm-hmm. is she's still in a, in a season where she wants to be around mm-hmm. us. And so when she does stay up late, she's like, all right, what are we watching? What game are we playing? Yes. What are we talking about? And, right. <laughs> and I think about in a few years, it's going to be like, okay, bye. I'm going to go to my room and play on my phone by myself or FaceTime with my friends or whatever that looks like. Um, and so I, I feel like it probably will change mm. when they're a little older, but right now, yeah, they're like, they still want to be around us all the time. And I'm like, can you go away? Right. Bye. Please? Bye. Yeah. So that's a bit of a struggle for sure. In this season, I am right there with you. I need space to process my own thoughts every once in a yes. while without you on top yes. of it. And I don't think that makes us bad moms. Yeah. I think that makes us better moms yes. because we, we can love and appreciate the time we have with them, but we need that. Space. Yes. And if I can like process what, like the, the anger that I was feeling or the frustration, I can process yeah. it and not take it out on them, but like process it somewhere else, get it out for sure. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story and your, your journey and your desires as a mom <laughs> this mother's day. Um, so we wrap up every show sharing some sort of resource that helps women rethink the world around them. So is there anything that you have watched or maybe a book you've read or something that's really helped you kind of look at the world differently as a mom or maybe just encouraged you as a mom? Well, you know, the, the one thing that I think I've learned a lot about is that the better self that I become, the better person I become, Mm -hmm. the better parent I become. And so I think my favorite resource, and it's a, and it's a book that I keep by my like journal and I, reread parts of it 
there's been seasons where I've reread parts of it every day. Um, and I have it here with me today. I was rereading it is the gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown and just mm, becoming yeah. my better self. Because I think the more time that I, I learn, you know, how to love myself and how to grow as myself, I'm loving my people better and I am giving right. them my best foot forward. So that's been the oh, biggest, biggest help for me. Oh, love it. Okay. So what is something that has brought you joy this week? Okay. So I feel like a total pioneer woman in saying this. <laughs> um, I am not one who likes to do things without knowing I'm going to be successful. So then yep. therefore I just don't try a lot of things. So I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to fail at that. So let's just don't do that. Yeah. Um, and so, but this week I learned how to make a simple syrup. Okay. I saw you talking mm -hmm. about this and I was watching this on, was it Brie mm -hmm. McCoy? Yes. Yes. It? Yep. yes. And so I tried it once and totally failed. Like, and then I messaged okay. Brie and I was like, listen, you're going to need to give Help. me like a, like clip by clip tutorial because I failed simple syrup and it's only two ingredients. Yeah. This is not supposed to be hard. It's literally called simple. Like right. it should be easy. Right. right. Like why did I like fail at this? And so, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to push through and I'm going to try again. And so the second time I tried it, I adjusted like what I was doing and it, and I made it and it is so good. Yay. And so I put it in like an iced coffee yesterday and then we made margaritas last night and I was using, I was like, I just feel like a total pioneer woman. I'm so proud I love of myself. It. Okay. I have to try it. Cause I had seen her share about it and then I saw you and I was like, okay, yes, there's something here. Right. It just made me so happy, like to do something for myself and then to have failed at it and then try again. I was like, look at this growth that's happening in me. This is amazing. Yeah. And it was delicious. I mean, you're going to be like churning butter. Exactly. Next. Exactly. <laughs> Pull out our bonnets and uh -huh. let's yep. go. Let's do Pioneer this. women. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Thank you, Sarah, so much for being with me today. This has been this fun. So fun. Um, and I'm sure you've encouraged so many moms that are finding themselves kind of in the middle of motherhood and feeling a little exhausted. So thank you for sharing. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Our final guest today is my dear friend, Tam, and I'm so excited for you to be with me today, Tam. I'm so happy that you asked. Oh, I'm thank so you. excited to talk to you. Um, okay, so just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and tell us about you and your kids, your family, all those things. Yeah, um, I'm Tam Hodge. I am living in Los Angeles, California. I was born and raised in the West Coast, but kind of lived around the country a little bit um, because of ministry and all that stuff. Still in ministry. My husband and I will be married 29 years this August. Hey, and that's awesome. I know, I know. And um, uh, we have two children. Cassidy just turned. 26 Saturday on I Saturday. I can't believe that. I saw you post that and was like, no, no way. Bizarro. So bizarro. So I know. crazy. I think when we met, she was like, I don't know. I guess I think <sighs> I've known you about 10 years. So she was probably what, 16 then? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So crazy. Yeah. I think she was actually a little younger. Yeah. Probably. Oh, wild. Yeah. And then we have a son who's 23 and he just got married in November. And, um, wow. Yeah, that, that's life right now. Oh, that's Wild. so crazy. Okay, mm -hmm. so first of all, being in the midst of quarantine and everything, especially <laughs> in Los Angeles, because you're kind yeah. of in one of the major cities that's getting hit, how's it been for your family without – do your kids live – do any of your kids live at home? 
Well, Cass still lives with us because that's the only okay. way you can afford to live in uh, yeah, LA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Coda and his wife moved out just recently. So that was really tough because it was during quarantine. And so oh. we've not been able to go to their oh, apartment. Right. Or... I saw that you hadn't even seen their apartment. Or it was it was just heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Yeah. But we live in an area of downtown Los Angeles called Little Tokyo, Uh and uh, we live on 2nd and Los Angeles, and Skid Row starts at 3rd Street, so we're literally a block from Skid Row. You don't get out and walk around town right now during a pandemic, so that's been really hard, and we did have um, a a dear, dear friend at church who was a graduate at the Union Rescue Mission who still served the homeless people there, but he passed last week from, from oh. COVID. So oh. it, it has directly affected, right. you know, us. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's just devastating to watch For it sure. all. Yeah, it sure is. Um, So being a mom, kind of on the other side of motherhood, how does that affect you with holidays like Mother's Day? Is it more fun for you? Because I'll just tell you straight up, Mother's mm-hmm. Day is not a fun holiday for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because what does a mother with young kids at home really, really want on Mother's Day? Right. Right. I just want a break. Yep. Yeah. And most moms aren't saying it because it's just so adorable, you know, when your oh, yeah. kids lavish you with. Weeds macaroni that necklaces they and whatever yeah yeah exactly um no it's really fun with adults because um they have money and they can oh, buy you things yeah, that's true <laughs> oh yeah I've gotten some great gifts uh it's it's completely different you know because well you know my relationship with my kids is very very close we're all just right. we're friends we have yeah. great hang times together and so, you know, if they want to run somewhere at the mall, they'll be like, hey, mom, you want to go? Like, right. Uh, yeah. And of it's course I do. <laughs> totally normal. It's just, it's just like you're hanging and celebrating with your friends. It's just super fun. So what was it like when your kids were teenagers? <laughs> I feel like I got hit with the blessing stick. I was going to say, you have like the world's greatest kids. And I, I really used to feel bad for saying that, you know, or or, or for living that truth. But I really, we really do have great kids, but it was hard to get good kids. And I'm I'm not in the work. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, it's not saying that if you don't have good kids, it's because you didn't work hard. Oh, for sure. I'm definitely not saying that I don't. And that, that's why I never, I don't really talk about this a lot because it can get misunderstood. But my kids have just, they came out of the womb pretty compliant. So it's just like in yeah. their DNA. I don't, I don't know why, but they've just been really good. And and we were able to do, you know, they grew up in the church. Yeah. I knew that we would run the risk of them resenting the church because it is yeah. full time time times 10, you know, yeah. it, it never stops. And so I just, I remember changing the narrative and, and changing how they look at church just by how we say things like, Hey, instead of, Hey, we have to go to church. Hey, we get to yeah. go to church. You know, it's just stuff like that. And so that, that was my biggest concern with my kids is that they would walk away from the church eventually because it's so mm-hmm. tiring and they did not praise God. A couple of questions that I've asked, um, the other ladies that have been on the show today is what is one thing you want to hear from your husband on mother's day in, in this specific season of life? Let's go to Hawaii. <laughs> I think 
we all want to hear that. <laughs> right, right. But not by plane because I don't want to be close to people. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But man, doesn't that sound amazing? Doesn't it? You know what? My husband has always been a really good cheerleader. Mm-hmm. He's always expressed his gratitude for me as a mom. And he he never goes a day without, you know, saying I love you. He The first things out of his mouth in the morning is good morning, beautiful. And so I always just feel treasured. So honestly, there, our life sounds perfect and it is not. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. (laughs) It is not. Um, because there are days like every day in this quarantine, I just wanted to wring his neck and I'm sure he wanted to ring mine. He's just a good guy that always gives me positive words and, I am deeply grateful for that. So if he just continues doing that on Mother's Day, you know, maybe giving me a rain check for a dinner out because we'll probably still be holed up. um, I'll be very happy. That's awesome. Okay. So describe your ideal Mother's Day, or maybe if you had like the perfect Mother's Day when your kids are at home, what did that look like? Oh girl, I can tell you exactly what it was. It was when we were lived in Nashville, Uh we went up to the, um, was the Opry Mills Mall, the oh, Opry yeah. Mills Mall, the big, big, big one. And they have a Chewy's restaurant there. Uh-huh. Okay. And they all took me there and it was a surprise. It took an hour and a half to get in because every mom wanted to go to Chewy's, but it was worth it. And I got my favorite dish, which was their chicken tortilla soup. And we just had a blast as a family. We, I don't know why that one per- particularly stands out to me. They were teens. Mm -hmm. It was a really busy, hectic season, but I just, we didn't have to do anything big. It was just, I'm just going to sit with my family and be goofy in the middle of a restaurant and just eat my favorite meal with my favorite people. I know it's just like, that's it. I'm just so basic. But that's, I mean, I, I don't have teenagers yet, but I can assume that they're always busy. You never see them. Right. And so just to have that time to sit down with them and have a conversation is probably the best thing for that I think that's, life. It's 100%. It was 100%. So any, any moment with them is a, is a treasure. So as a mom, I mean, now your life is a little different because you're not actually really having to do anything, but be their friend, which yeah. that's the goal, I think, for all of us. Mm-hmm. But what is your idea of rest? Or maybe what did that look like for you when they were when they were teenagers or you yeah. were, you know, kind of in those final years of raising them? Yeah. Um my idea of rest, honestly, okay, this is gonna sound very silly and I and <laughs> probably long for it more now because of our current situations. I always would say, hey, I'm going for a drive. And I would get in the car all by myself, would not have the radio on, and just mm-hmm. drive. Almost every time I had to do a Starbucks, but that's beside the point. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that was my idea of rest because there were no questions. There was no way anyone yeah. was going to knock on my car door and need me. You know, I wouldn't have my phone on. It's just like, that That was my idea of rest. I know it seems yeah. weird. No, but... it doesn't seem weird. That is exactly what I do too. Um, and I just did that a few days ago. It's like, okay, bye. I'm leaving. It's funny. I, I think Brooke was doing something and I was like, the kids are fine. And I just left. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. and he texted me. He's like, are you okay? I was like, um, <laughs> I'll be home in a few days. Just going for a drive. 
<laughs> it's like sometimes we just need that. And I, I'm that way too. Like I love to just get out, yeah. be in the car by myself and have a break. And it's just really nice. Yeah. Windows down, wind mm-hmm. hitting your face and just, right. yeah, it's, it's just refreshing. Right. It, it refuels you. Yep. Okay. So the stage that you find yourself in now with your kids raised and everything, what do you feel like you need most? I think I just need, not even personally, just need to know that they're going to be okay. Because just because they're grown and adults, worry doesn't go away. Concern doesn't go away. And every mom carries that with, with her for until her last moment. You always want the best for your children. So I guess that need for me is personal because they're a part of me. And when I see them flourish and I see them joy-filled and I see them uh, fleshing out their gifts and the things that they're good at, that fuels me. That's like, that's my reward. Mm -hmm. I'll always need that. I love that. Okay. So I'm asking everybody this, is there a resource that has really encouraged you and helped you as a mom? I mean, this could be a book, a movie, a podcast, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, something that just really encouraged you. Long, long, long time ago, I, uh, my husband and I went up to Portland to visit some friends. And on the way back, we had stopped in this little bookstore and there was a book called The Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkinson. Okay. Uh, It's a very short read, very quick read, very entertaining read, but it is a it's a modern day parable type of thing. And, and the main character's name is Ordinary. And he is wanting to leave the land of familiar. That's what okay. it's called, the land of familiar, to pursue his big dream. So like people are named different things in the book uh, that represent obstacles in our life or people that want to keep us down and you know and an ordinary wasn't so ordinary he knew he wanted to leave the land of familiar because there was more for him and so basically the the idea of the book is know who you are know whose you are know what your strengths are know what your weaknesses are but and don't let other people dictate your path that god has given you and i was just i was in the process of writing my first book at the time. So that was really positive encouragement for me. But it's something that I constantly reminded my kids about. You know, like, you're not ordinary. You're extraordinary. And you don't have to live in the land of Nod. You don't have to live in the land of familiar. You don't have to live in the land of inside someone else's box. You are you. You're created for big things. Do not give someone else permission to dictate your life. And so that was kind of like the the theme in our household from that moment on. And I'm very grateful for it. But get the book. It's fantastic. That sounds amazing. I'm putting it on my list. I'm going to read that. Yay. Okay. So share with us something that has brought you joy this week. It could be something silly, something exciting, (laughs) something that brought you joy. Cassidy's birthday, honestly. Yeah. It, it was so fun. It brought me joy because her brother and sister-in-law drove over to our apartment. We were in the second, we're on the second level, but technically the third level. So they drove by, they texted and said, we're here. And they were standing out on the sidewalk under our balcony with sparklers in the middle of the day. We couldn't even oh, see them. So, yeah. <laughs> and they were singing happy birthday. We all had our mask on. We finally went downstairs and they social distanced, handing off her little birthday gift. And I just oh. really treasured it in my heart because 
they all love each other and they figured out a way to express that even when they couldn't physically express it. And it was just a sweet, sweet, sweet moment. Oh, that's so great. Cause that is the goal for your kids to grow up and love each other Mm -hmm. and be just good, well-rounded human beings. Yeah. Yeah. That's my goal. If we make it out of this quarantine, I hope we all still love each other. (laughs) For real. We shall see. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yep, for sure. All right. Well, Tam, thank you so much. Your encouragement today has been a blessing to me, as I'm sure it has been for so many people. Thank you. I hope so. All right, friends. That's our show today. Thank you so much for joining me and joining my amazing guests. I hope that you are encouraged. I hope that you feel seen and heard on your motherhood journey. I hope that you have a wonderful Mother's Day and that you can find a little bit of rest because I think we can all agree from listening today that we're all just looking for a little bit of rest. We all want to be encouraged and we all want to be seen and heard. And I just want you to know that you're loved and you're seen and you're heard today. Um, If you would like to give me a Mother's Day gift, I would love if you could go leave a review for the podcast. This really helps people find this show. And what we want is new listeners. We want new friends here at Asking for Friends. So hop over to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a quick review. Five stars are awesome. If you leave a review also, that would be amazing. You guys are the best. I appreciate you. Always, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I am at KaraK.James. And finally, keep asking questions for a friend.